Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 515. We're looking at Romans chapter 1, verses 21 to 32. Let's read our passage. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity, so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served what has been created instead of the Creator, who is praised forever. Amen. For this reason God delivered them over to disgraceful passions, their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. The men, in the same way, also left natural relations with women and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error. And because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so that they do what is not right. They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Although they know God's just sentence that those who practice such things deserve to die, not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. He's writing this letter from Corinth on his third missionary journey. He intends to go to Rome after he accompanies the collection for the poor people in the church in Jerusalem. Then he intends to leave and go to Rome. Well, he'll get to Rome, but not that way. And so he's laying the groundwork for his theology, trying to build them up and prepare for his eventual visit there. Now, he's been talking about the universal issue of sin, that everyone is a sinner in need of a Savior. And last time we finished up in verse 20 with his point that the people have rejected the things of God, and as a result, they are without excuse. Now he's going to describe what that looks like. In verse 21, he says, For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, or show gratitude. So he said earlier that you can see there is a God just from nature. It is obvious through creation that there is a creator. So there is a God. And he says, all that they, though they knew this, they didn't acknowledge that. They didn't show gratitude to this creator. They didn't glorify him as the creator. Says, Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. So rather than turning to God, who was obvious, they turned away from God. And because of that, you see this thing, and as you turn from God, your thinking gets messed up. And it says their hearts were darkened. Now verse 22, claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. So you see this contrast here, that they claim to be wise, but they really were fools. 
and this exchange. He uses this exchange language three times in this passage. Here they exchange the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man. So glory, that is the reality of God, for images of things. The glory of the immortal God, images resembling mortal man. And you have this breakdown of just nature. So they made these, obviously he's talking about idols. Idols resembling people, resembling animals. And people, instead of following the real God and experiencing the glory of God, they instead turn to these handmade idols. And then God's response to that, verse 24. Therefore God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity, so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. It's been noted uh, by a lot of historians throughout time that as people fall into idolatry, they then slip into sexual immorality. We saw they see that in, in the biblical text with and in those times with so many of the pagan cults. Their temples were filled with these pagan prostitutes. And that uh, sliding into idolatry then leads one into sexual immorality. Now, we talked earlier about the wrath of God being revealed. We talked about the righteousness of God being revealed and the wrath of God being revealed. And it was a, a here and now thing. It's not just a future end of times thing. And this is playing out some of the wrath of God being revealed. God turned them over, delivered them over. So what's that mean? God made them sin? No. There's a lot of debate about exactly what it refers to. Some say it's uh, just basically withdrawing his influence, that if they want to go there, well, I'm going to let them go there. Some say he actually gave him a little nudge, but... I don't think that's necessarily what Paul intends here, but that he turned them over. That is, he released them to their natural, wicked, sinful desires and removed his restraining influence. Now, we read this and we say, this probably doesn't matter to us now because none of us, I hope, have these images that are we use as idols that are the images of people or animals or reptiles and, and worship them. Well, you gotta remember idolatry is a lot bigger than that. That's kind of the, the classic view of idolatry. It's worshiping these handmade idols. But idolatry is substituting anything for God or devoting the attention or affection that is due God to anything else. And that's where we are really fully steeped in idolatry in our culture, but we don't recognize it as such. And so what is anything that you worry about more than you worry about God? That's idolatry. And it can be good things, but things you have elevated above your regard for God. It can be bad things, money, People spend their lives pursuing money. That's their primary goal in life, is to pursue wealth. That's idolatry. Fame, status, the approval of others. That's idolatry. Even family become idolatry if it supersedes your regard for God. 
So anything can be idolatry. And so the point here is, as people descend into idolatry, God removes his restraining influences on them and leave them. If you want to pursue these idols, I'm going to let you pursue these idols. And it's going to result in immorality. In verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. So the first exchange was exchanging the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man. The second exchange is exchanging the truth of God for a lie. These are closely related. What's the difference? There's a lot of overlap there, but the whole point there is instead of going after what's really true, it's going after what's false. Does that include the idols? Yeah, yeah, but it's also other things. It's neglecting the truth that comes from God and embracing lies and worshiping creation instead of the creator. And so any of that idolatry is chasing after creation. So this exchange was exchanging the truth of God for a lie. But then in verse 26, God's response, for this reason, God delivered them over to disgraceful passions. Their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. The men in the same way also left natural relations with women and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error. So the response here is God releasing them to their own passions. So it was just sexual immorality in general for the first section. Now this section, it's specifically, he's really pointing out homosexual behavior on the part of both men and women. And point it being that this God has released them, withdrawn his restraint, and allowed them to pursue their own passions, their own desires. It's a result of their rejecting his truth. Now, some people in the last few years have tried to turn this into, this isn't condemning homosexuality, it's condemning unnatural acts. Meaning if somebody is naturally a homosexual, but then engages in heterosexual relations, that's unnatural for them. You've got to really pull some thread, reread this and make it say things it really doesn't to, to get there. But his, his point being, this is an example of just what happens when God removes his restraints, what people fall into. And verse 28, and because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so that they do what is not right. And pause there. So here is results of this. So they don't think it's worthwhile to acknowledge God because they have exchanged the glory of God for images. They've exchanged the truth of God for lies. And now they don't acknowledge God. So God initially delivered them over to their desires, which led to sexual impurity. Second one, God delivered them over to disgraceful passions, which led to homosexuality. Now here, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind. So they do what is not right. Essentially, it's they're unable to think clearly about morality here. And this explains a lot about 
why society degrades as God removes his restraint on people. Even their thinking is corrupted and no longer even able to think clearly about morality. It goes on to describe it. They're filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They're full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They're gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. So, this is just a, a big list of evils. And there's a lot of overlap, and some of them are basically synonyms with one another. The whole point here is Paul's listing a bunch of things. Basically, all the evils of society, other than the sexual immorality, which he's already addressed. Then everything else is either sins addressed toward God or toward one another. And you could lump all these together and just say immorality, lack of morality. And that becomes from their corrupt minds, which are no longer able to think in terms of morality, God's morality. And this is the evil of society. Verse 32, although they know God's just sentence, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them. And this is where we see society calling what is evil good and by counterpoint, often calling what is good, evil. And so we see the degradation of society here. And what is the cause of it? People rejecting God, rejecting the glory of God, rejecting the truth of God, and failure to acknowledge God. They begin all that with the existence of God is plain to see in creation that there is a creator. And because of that, people are without excuse. And so that he goes through what it looks like. As people reject God, God withdraws his restraint on things. And you have people then just falling into all kinds of immorality and drifting further and further from God. And then, even though their core being, they know this is wrong, they still do it and applaud others who do it. And that's just speaking of society there. We see it in our society where people applaud evil. And we say, gosh, it's gotten so bad. Well, it's been that way. Remember, Paul speaking to a crowd 2,000 years ago who were dealing with the same kinds of things. Uh, an absolutely immoral society where people are practicing all these evils and applauding people who practice all these evils. And so it's the, the nature of people. People are born as sinners separated from God, and because of their sinfulness, they reject God, reject the things of God, reject the truth of God. God removes his restraint from them, and they fall further into sin. Well, this sounds pretty depressing and hopeless. Well, that's because Paul hadn't got to the impact of the gospel yet. And he will. So he's just describing now, remember, the, the whole point of this is the, the universal reign of sin, that people are sinners. All people are sinners. And he had made the big point here about ethnicity here, but people who are born as Jews are sinners. People who are born as Gentiles are sinners. People who are born as Greeks are sinners. People who are born as barbarians are sinners. 
Everyone is a sinner separated from God, caught in sin, and under condemnation because of that sin. Remember, this whole book is an exposition on the gospel. And so the beginning of the gospel is always, you need a savior because of sin. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Romans.